0: Hello and welcome to We Got a Podcast, a podcast about Dragon Ball, from A to Z, from Earth to Namek to Sadala, we cover it all. My name is Randy. And I'm Doug. And hey, we're here for a new show. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? Brand spanking new. Super brand spanking new. It's episode one. Of our weekly podcast. Weekly, it's I mean... so new. I didn't know about it last week, and now it's here. And now it just it showed up. I mean, it's it's wild. It's crazy. <laughs> Things move fast in, in these weird times, these days on the internet. In these quarantine times or nothing else? There's nothing else to do? Well, the, what's great about Dragon Ball, Doug, is that there is... <laughs> Please tell me. There's Please, a, I have no idea. There's a lot of it. So if you're looking to kill time, <laughs> you're going to be set. Some may say there's too much of it they, now. Those people are wrong. Just just to to let you know, Hmm? I guess we'll find out. Are you one of those people, Doug? Are you telling me that there's too much? I've not read a single chapter of Super. Whoa, dropping that right up front, letting us know where you're at. I'm a I'm a Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z even Dragon Ball GT fan for life. But (laughs) look, we've all got our blind spots. It's okay. (laughs) But what kind of things are we going to be talking about on this show? We're talking everything. We're talking movies. We're talking manga. We're talking. The anime discussions and reviews. Oh, we're talking about characters. There's a lot of them. Do you can you name one, Doug? Do you know one character uh, in Dragon Ball? There's uh, Vegerot. Yeah, the, you know what? That's that's actually correct. That's a that's a that's a good <laughs> one. Uh, we're talking even the bigger stuff, full story arcs. We'll talk. I don't know transformations, techniques, little known facts and trivia. Like if you're new to the series, hopefully we can I don't know talk you into it. That'd be pretty cool if you're a hardcore fan hope so yeah entertain you learn ya a little thing or two here or there learn you a little thing or two yeah exactly you know grammar is important um i like being, I like being learned yeah <laughs> uh i was gonna say grammar is important uh just like uh our favorite country bumpkin goku um <laughs> I'll say who knows how to talk that's for sure. But yeah, all in all you can expect some chill chit chat about all things Dragon Ball from from veteran fans. I I would say veteran fans. I don't know. I've been yeah, into When this did sh- you get into it? what year did you get into it? Oh, so let's let's get into how we kind of know all this then. Um I got into Dragon Ball in 5th grade. Now I'm going to date myself and say that this was <laughs> 1998, a hot August afternoon. At home with a friend of mine and looking, what are we going to do this afternoon? Let's check out what's on TV. There's this thing called Dragon Balls, I guess. Let's see what that's like. And then a spaceship came from space and crash landed and a farmer got killed and i was like all right this is rad oh not God, that they i showed that on tv they did not that i'm saying that farmer murder is uh <laughs> the things that intrigue me as a <laughs> child condoning? yeah no of course I mean, he's a bad guy doug i can't condone no, a right. bad guy right right <laughs> well, we don't know. He hasn't said anything yet. He just farmer shot at him first, didn't he? That you, It was self-defense. You know, you're right. Yeah. You bring that up. Right. I said nothing wrong. Right. Make that under his shirt. That'll be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got into it when Toonami was airing the, uh, you know, the ocean produced uh, English dub of Dragon yeah, Ball the Z. Old ocean. <laughs> you love the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's actually not that bad. In uh, retrospect. Are we talking about the body of water? or Are we talking about the studio? No, no, no. Well, Body of Water is nice too, but the studios were the. What was the what was the original Goku's name? The English voice actor? Like Kirby something? Uh, no, he was the third. Okay, so getting in. I, now I have to because I'm a super nerd and this is how you know. Dude, um, please. It was Ian James Corlett, who was first That's up right. for Goku. Then uh, for season two, it was Peter Calamus. And while we went on to having Sean Shemmel when Funimation went in house um they continued to produce uh the ocean dub as it's uh usually called and then it was kirby morrow who was the third one there oh, so. so i probably never even heard kirby morrow's voice not if you're here in america no i know yeah. i definitely had to look up some some clips just to be like what's what's my boy kirby up to because they played it in canada is that what they play yeah it? yeah yeah but uh, you know that we're going already into the deep end here uh basically to say i've been around for a while i think i would consider myself a veteran fan um what about you doug when did you get it? Into- this whole big spiel i'm about the same time as you were i can't believe you remember that it was a hot august day (laughs) with a friend i'm a weirdo that's just how it comes (laughs) i barely remember i just remember seeing dragon ball z in spanish here in america Mm. I, I, i was at my aunt's house where she just had spanish tv on and dragon ball z was one of the channels I flipped to. I watched it for like about five minutes. I'm like, that's super interesting. That's like, I've never seen or heard of anime before. So I didn't know it was Japanese. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is pretty interesting art. And then I had to leave, but that was my first introduction to it. Then a friend of mine uh, would come to my house because I was the only one in the neighborhood that had the high cartoon network. Yeah, so I only had access. I was the only one that had access to it, and we watched it together every every weekday. Nice. When when you tuned in, uh... that must have been like yeah, the same time when like I think we were mid Frieza uh, when Goku uh-huh. was fighting Frieza. But then that's when it or no, was it before Ginyu? That's when it cut off and then started rerunning itself again at okay. the beginning. Yeah, exactly. In the middle of that hole. Yeah. But... So I guess like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then yeah, you were about the same time then as me. Yeah. We're not as old as the ones that like got fan subs and stuff and Oh yeah. Did There's all that. I wish though. Plenty of people have been into it way longer, but you know, that's where that's where we're at anyway and hopefully that means that we've got uh, some good ground to stand on. I've been a fan Ever since, I don't think I've ever lapsed and been like, eh, no. I mean, like I said, there's a lot yeah. to go through. So. It's always funny when I hear people say, oh, I mean, I, I remember that show when I used to watch it all the time. I'm, I'm like, used to. I still have <laughs> been watching this show. You have no idea how many, time I've, how many times I've bought this show in various formats. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gotta have episode one through three a million times. Exactly. Or the movies, you know, there's just an endless amount of times those have come out. I mean, there's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. If you're new to the series, I guess, probably, I don't know why you tuned into this podcast on episode one of a show that you've never seen. Why are you here? Go go to a Naruto podcast. <laughs> hey, <said> these derogatory <laughs> derogatory. No, sentence. I love Naruto. Good, because I would be like, I'll stand, my boy, Naruto. <laughs> I mean, I stopped watching after every other episode was a filler, but... True. Not that Dragon Ball is uh, innocent of that. So, right. Dragon Ball, if you may not know, is a story about a boy named Goku, uh, who goes on various martial arts adventures, going to tournaments, sometimes gets roped into fighting space aliens to save the world. You know, Sometimes turns out to be a space alien. Well, spoilers, man. <gasps> oh my gosh. For a 30-year-old cartoon. Right, exactly. Well, yes, it is old. Um, the anime began in 1986. The manga started in 1984. So it's been around for a bit. But uh, yeah, it's got a lot of, lot of parts to it. You know, they've had a TV anime... Four different TV series, you know, almost. It's geez. come a long way. Yeah, twenty movies. It's it's been a while. And Ooh, when you say twenty, it just sounds oh god. Because I, I separate them into like there's four for Dragon Ball original, thirteen mm-hmm. of the original DBZ, uh-uh, and then you got that number wrong already, my friend. What do you mean? There's just three, and then plus Path to Power. Well, no, you got is that, four, what, is that what you mean? <laughs> four Dragon Ball, fifteen Z movies. because... No, no, yeah, no. I was I was getting to that. I said thirteen pre, like, uh, Battle and of Gods and everything. Okay. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say that. I was so eager to be the nerd <laughs> to point out something and be like... You're oh, waiting. Jesus. You're waiting for every moment to be that actually guy. Actually, Doug. And while you're pushing your glasses up, like, the white shading the covers your eyes. Yeah, the shine. That's just me. <laughs> Which is I'm totally sorry. fine. Dude, please. I- I'm open to learning. The way to know how big a Dragon Ball fan you are is to admit that you don't know everything about the show. That's true. I I'm willing to... Know. Yeah. And if I say something wrong, I'm definitely going to own up to it. And if I don't know something, I'm going to try to not uh, step into that. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I isn't that what podcast. podcasts are, though? It's, it's the to do's that think they know everything that don't. Uh, yes, that is actually. That's the all definition. the ones I listen to, at least. Right. That's the definition of podcast. If you look it up in a dictionary, that is what mm-hmm. it says. But. You know, there's a lot to this story of uh, our little monkey boyfriend. Our monkey boyfriend. I, I. There was. A you, gotta be, space. you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful how you say that. There was a space. There was a <laughs> space between boy and friend. Just you know, you do you. I'm not king shaming you. The, well, I mean, he's a child, and that's wrong. Um, yeah, that that's globally just wrong. Yeah. Just, yes, exactly. Anyway, every. What story that tail? What that tail do though? Oh, Doug. <laughs> i'm sorry please go on please go han sorry <laughs> nice yeah. add that to the counter right uh, the randy puns to the pun counter oh god we named it we got a podcast i mean i mean the show is revolved around puns every character that's true if anything i'm living true to the spirit but hmm. wow every story has a beginning. And this time we're starting almost the beginning, an alternate story of the beginning. But we're talking about Dragon Ball Movie One: The Legend of Shenlong, or as it's called in a lot of uh, Western markets, The Curse of the Blood Rubies. Uh, <laughs> what are what are Blood Rubies? Well, you know those are a, a word uh, for rich just stones. You should say, say jewels. Well, they jewels. I, I what are suppose. Jewels? Oh God! So yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> favorite part of the whole movie was that joke it's so good so dragon ball movie one like we said the show is pretty dang old this uh movie premiered uh december 20th 1986 um right around the time they were in the middle of the uh red ribbon army stuff uh in the tv anime we went back and we decided to have this film that retells the first arc quite a bit of difference uh or different things here and there with their to, own little twist yeah yeah you know you've got a you've only got what was it 45 minutes that you can tell this whole yeah. story in that was originally 13 episodes considering that they really did a good job with you know condensing everything yeah exactly so this just kind of covers all of that condensing that and getting us all introduced to who is goku who's bulma and all the other cast of characters and the sorts of martial arts hijinks we can expect from from can the rest I say, of the franchise I just love the way you say goku oh well i'm still i'm still i'm still saying saiyan and goku but i mean i i love I, we're we should we should clarify we're both fans of the japanese version for sure but you know yeah. you know there's uh people from all over the world that watch it however they want and i think mm-hmm. You know, so long as you're enjoying it you're enjoying the spirit of Dragon Ball, it's all cool. But as a point of reference, yes, that's kind of, like, where we come from. Yeah. Um... I got introduced on the dub, like I said before, but shortly after that I was playing import PlayStation 1 games. I was <laughs> uh, getting fan subs of the show because I had uh, a hunger that could only be satiated with more <laughs> Dragon Ball and I didn't have time to wait for ADR, for dub actors. I'm like, wow, oh, you were impatient, even from a young age. I, he, it's a uh, problem that continues to it, it took It took me a while to, to switch over to Japanese. Just I had the same issues everyone else did at the time. Oh, Goku's Voice sounds like a girl, but now, I mean, Nozawa is Legend. all I can think of when I think of Goku. There's a lot of other Gokus that I think of, and I'm not afraid to say that. I'm gonna really say it right now. Peter Calamus, greatest of all time, for English dub. To- <laughs> I don't know. That's a hot take. Maybe that's too hot. It's for a- <laughs> well, I think that's what I was saying in the beginning. Is that I really liked the Ocean Dub cast mm-hmm. of Goku. He did a great job of, of mixing like soft and gentle with like fierce and ferocious kind of. Goku. Oh, yeah. Now I just kind of lost where we are. We... Oh, our relationship to this movie. We should talk about that. So, this movie, it's, you know, the oldest theatrical film that Dragon Ball's had. Weirdly enough, even though being a veteran fan, this is... We watched this movie again before we recorded this episode. It was probably only the second... No, third time I've ever seen it, and... about the same for me, yeah. yeah. So Besides skimming for, like, a and potential footage. That's right. It's not something I go to a lot, I and, mean, you know, we only got it as a uncensored, complete release here in the United States... In 2010, so it's relatively new for uh people here, at least you know, in an unedited form. We did have it part of the Saga of Goku box set from uh Kid Mark, I believe, was who. Put oh that god, that said. that blue box set, yeah, yeah, subsidiary Lionsgate <laughs> film. Um, yeah, so I had that. I didn't, a friend of mine did, and I don't think I ever saw the movie. I just saw the box on the shelf, I'm like, I should have that sometime, and then I never. It was like- 13 bucks at, like, GameStop at some point. I remember seeing it, but I already owned it, I think. Right, they were handing it out, like, Halloween. (laughs) They wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, so it's not something I I know too much about. I certainly know about the the beginning of of Dragon Ball and and their adventure. I've read the manga, so I I know about it. This is just a a fun new way to do it. So, Randy, why don't you tell us the synopsis of Dragon Ball Curse of the Blood Rubies? Sure, I will tell you the synopsis of Dragon Ball The Legend of Shenlong. I Curse of the Blood Rubies. Great. This is proper conversation like humans talk. Diction is important. Yes, it is. Uh, the great king gutermez is searching for the Dragon Balls in order to put a stop to his endless hunger. Not feel young- that. <laughs> Relatable, right? <laughs> Sorry, go on, continue. Right, yes, we're both uh, big people. Uh, <laughs> a young girl named Pansy, who lives in the nearby village, has had enough of the treachery and decides to seek Muten Roshi for assistance. So... That's kind of the broad strokes of it. Pretty um, simple, but pretty... Uh, it's a, it's a right. good base to start off with. It doesn't even bring up here in this synopsis uh, that we have a main character named Goku who is not Pansy that she seeks out help from. Oh,
1: uh, interesting.
0: Who gets his Dragon Ball stolen by uh, Gudamez's army and has to go and meet some new friends along the way, fight an army, get the Dragon Balls, and, uh, I don't know, be a Kung Fu... Kung Fu Monkey. A, a lot is introduced in this in this movie. We run through so much. They've got to condense so much information down to just such a short fifty-minute film. I mean, they do that's a good a job. They do a good job, though. They do. They move it a nice clip. Nothing is kind of uh, superfluous. Everything kind of has a a, um, a point to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we have to introduce multitude of characters. We've got Goku, we've got Bulma, we've got Oolong, the uh, perverted pig man who's looking for wives. <laughs> we've got Yamcha, who's a bandit looking for Hoi Poi capsules and wants to learn uh, how to talk to girls. Uh, we've got Muten Roshi, who's problematic. You Moving forgot on. his girlfriend, Puar. <laughs> right, yes, I'm sorry. Yamcha's friend, Puar. I don't know Poir's gender, and I'm not going to assume yeah, same me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we've meet all these characters, and we've got to have some some kung fu fist fights um, against people with guns. Yeah, that's right. Goku says that it's like kung, that he knows kung fu in this, like if he right how, like, says the style of martial arts. Well, I mean, we know is that, that canon or is that just for this movie? I mean, it's all just drawings on a page, and he took a lot of uh, inspiration. Um, he being uh, Akira, Toriyama, Akira Toriyama, who took inspiration from a lot of kung fu movies. He's a big fan, mm. so it makes sense that his hero would also know uh, that. I mean, there's tons of different schools of martial arts. I mean, there could be you know, different dis- uh, disciplines of kung fu with a lot of their own differences. Who so. knows? Yeah, Un- who knows? Unfortunately, I'm not a mas- uh, martial arts master or a studier of the thing. I did take five <laughs> weeks of karate in fifth Ooh. grade because I wanted to be like Goku so i took five weeks of karate too but not because of goku and then i i didn't stand up to go to the next color belt by cause I didn't hear that part mm. so i i got retaught the white belt again and then uh. told my mom i don't want to come back because that was embarrassing oh man and that's stopped. that's sad there, and that that's a the whole... only reason why i'm not a kung fu expert right now <laughs> mine is that i lived in a small shit town and uh, they had and the, the competition wasn't fierce enough for you. No, it wasn't that because obviously I dominated. I beat every kid that came in front of me. Exactly, that's what thing I'm saying. Was, <laughs> no one was there to challenge you to increase your skills like e- Goku. Exactly. seeks out. I need more reasons to be Waku Waku, Um <laughs> Waku Waku. But it was that I lived in a tiny town, and it was mostly just. Uh, a karate master, a sensei, who came from a larger city to be like, "Hey, here's some karate. You like it? You should sign up and come to this larger city that's an hour away." And my mm. mother was not; she's already driving me thirty minutes to go to this uh, larger so town. She wasn't too keen on that. Extra she was not distance. Gonna, so that was not happening. So gotcha. when that introductory period ended, and the story, no more.
1: So. It's like yeah, it's like,
0: Randy, you don't really love this, do you? You don't. I mean, like, you don't want to be a future kung fu expert to you and you're like and, no mom and that's why i grew up to be a fat man because i no longer had an outlet for exercise right. like that's the only arts. reason yeah that's the yeah. only reason so that's just what I, that's gonna be my story in an alternate universe <laughs> i did i was a master um i'm super in shape everybody loves yeah. me everybody uh, <laughs> i don't know if that has any correlation but yeah sure it has so much correlation it's not even funny <laughs> all right so should we go by the story uh, beat by beat for uh Beat by beat, mm-hmm. uh, for the story, um, I think so. So, how do you want to start this first? Because I mean, I would bring up that unlike the original series and the manga, where we are off on a on an adventure, we've got conflict right away of the army showing up and stealing Goku's Dragon Ball, uh, right? Just to really get us amped you get like up. And a, you interested. get like a few minutes of the army like terrorizing the town and looking for more Richstones, mm-hmm. or whatever, and. Them, I, them they blood the, rubies. The interesting thing was that they have their own dragon radar, which was supposed right. to be something that just Bulma came up with and supposed to show how genius of a person she is, that she made this herself. Yeah. But now, it, now this this evil guy has dragon radar that looks similar to his because it's the same like kind of small size embedded into their airship right yeah exactly it's kind of a bummer i also don't think they touch on the fact that she's kind of this technological genius that invented the dragon radar so it's just kind of they do in the original either until it's revealed that Mm. her family and everything Ah, see i thought it was in the beginning when she's like oh i'm on you know i'm 16 i'm on vacation i made this thing because i heard about the dragon balls so i wanted to Mm. go out but i could be misremembering Either no, way, you might, you might you might be right. But yeah, who knows? Certainly everybody out there who's listening to this knows they're like, uh it happened in chapter whatever on page yeah. whatever. And you know what? I'll we'll just say it only takes it takes away from Bulma's uniqueness of yeah being a genius. Overall, definitely subtracts from the from the world building and yeah. as well as her. It's like, oh, anyone can build a dragon radar. Yeah. But yeah, they have the radar, so they're able to, to find Goku's Dragon Ball. Right. While, he's, while he's out and about fishing and chopping down wood, as he does. Right. So then uh, they steal it. Bulma and Goku team up to head out and try to get it back, slash get the rest. So that way, you know, the bad guys at the bad army, who, after they meet Pansy, are like, mm-hmm. oh no, we can't let this happen. But but the, the meeting is, we should describe the Bulma-Goku meeting, like, <laughs> slightly different, but mostly the same, where she runs him over with the, her bike. Uh, she sh- shoots him, like, three times in the head, where I think it was just once in the anime. Right, because, I mean, it's one time for, like, self-defense and, like, oh, no, his head is indestructible, but here she's, like... Oh yeah, I gotta shoot hard. And also, <laughs> this guy's not going down. Bulma loves that gun. Like not just that one, but like there's a dogfight in the sky later where she is just shooting down the bad guy's plane. Granted, oh, yeah. they're bad; they stole stuff, but she's like delighting in oh, murdering God. people. Their invulnerability to death as well. Like when they got shot down. Oh yeah. Which I is, mean, there's, there's a shot where they're just like where they hit a building, and the the plane explodes but then Bulma and Poir, like, just jump out of it unscathed. Oh, like yeah. Through, through the explosion. Right. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> you got to keep these main characters alive. There's a franchise we got to keep Look going. We plot armor. We, yeah, exactly. Also, sometimes uh, gag moments give them uh, invulnerability. That's true. They do have gag powers. They do. And things really get amped up when, after we meet Oolong, we meet Yamcha, the desert bandit who is sexy yeah. and badass, as always, who gets I've, gorgeous fight animation. Yes, I remember that shot, like, just of his introduction, where his just of his foot like Mm -hmm. stepping aside it's just the shot of his foot for some reason that looks so beautiful just because of the shading and the the moonlight or whatever exactly and also you know you've got your own fetishes not moonlight because then goku would have transformed spoiler again but but you've got your own fetishes you like yamcha's feet and that's great we're here to support (laughs) things like that thanks Uh, man no problem i mean they're pretty good let's not make this a thing where Doug has a foot fetish (laughs) Let's just say it's a Yamcha fetish. There we go. It's much more specific. <laughs> so long-haired Yamcha's best Yamcha. Yes, I would agree wholeheartedly. Although bowl-cut Yamcha does kind of grow on me. Anyway, really okay. Let's just yeah keep going on. Um, so uh, yeah, it's badass. The fight uh, with uh, between Goku and Yamcha is pretty good. I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, he's got his sword, and then Goku's got his Noibo Right. Exactly. It's weapon on weapon, which you mm-hmm. know. We don't get much of Especially after, further in the y- series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Yamcha uh, and that fight. That's great. Oh, we also need to talk about the thing that was cracking us up when we were learning about um, rich stones and things. When, uh, yeah, when Pansy first like tells Bulma and them about the rich stones and what's <laughs> happening in their village. Right. It's just this weird, small moment that is the most hilarious thing. Of It's explaining. such a modern joke, it feels like. Right. Like, it feels like it's something that, that would have made... Nowadays in modern comedies, but yeah, it's just here it is in 1984 or whatever, 86 <laughs> whenever this movie came out. It's just Goku being a a dumb bumpkin asking question after question uh, because he needs clarification, and Bulma getting more and more frustrated answering until. Uh, eventually she says, just be quiet, it's this. And then we cut well, back yeah, to Goku <laughs> with his mouth open, not saying anything. And then cut back to Bulma, who turns to look at him. I said, be quiet. And Goku, yeah, it's I just didn't like say Bulma anything. expecting to him ask, or she knows how dumb it is, what she's saying. Like, she, like Pansy's like, oh, rich stones. And Goku's like, what's rich stones? And Bulma's like, they're, they're jewels. Rich stone? Rich stone? Goku's like, what's jewels? And she's like, Shut up, they're they're like dragon balls. And then you plan up to Goku's face and he's just a gaped mouth open, like "What, Bowman knows how ridiculous that just sounded." <laughs> Looks back at him, just "Shut up." <laughs> just, I think I even made that joke to you while we were watching it together. Like, right? Bowman just turns away and says, "Shut up," again. But then she actually does, and I was like, "That's amazing." That's it's hilarious. Kind of genius. And I had to like make a like clip it and throw it up on Twitter because I'm like, "This is so good." I don't. <laughs> it's I don't know, just something Ooh, that say like I Bowman say her face after she's still angry but there's like yeah. one sweat drop that she's like embarrassed about <laughs> it it's so good so good it's um, unexpected yeah um uh, so anyway from there they go on and they meet Muten Roshi who hopefully will you know help him out he's also got a dragon ball well I mean after he mol- molests the 16 year old girl yeah she's 16 guys mm-hmm. I mean can we not I mean I know that this is back in the 80s but also spoiler alert sexual assault uh on mm-hmm. a minor still wrong They did it differently in this, though, than they did in the anime manga, like, where she gets uh, Oolong to transform into herself. Right. And also, I think, in the original, she's accidentally bottomless and flashes him. Yeah, she's she's been depanced. Right. Which, I mean, uh, I don't know how you can't tell, but that's just part of the gag, I guess. (laughs) Right. It's... Either way... It is still very wrong. i <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <but, laughs> all uh, shit out of the way, though. It's fucking hilarious. Right. In the middle of that, they get attacked again by the army, and they just blow up Kame House, and that's just a thing that happens. Like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not prolific to anyone yet, if you're, like, just watching it as right. a kid in Japan, watching just two years of this, and the house blows up. But to someone like us, that have been watching the show for, like, 20 years, and it's Kame House being so significant... It just gets destroyed, right? This is the place like, where oh all the characters have all of their moments, where they like come together. They, hang, like they hang out, out the spot top. And the, it's where oh Goku learns where he is an alien later on. It not anymore. That that thing is burnt to a crisp. It's gone. And it's, it's destroyed. And I mean, between now and then, surely they could have gotten the Dragon Balls together and wished for it back, or hired a carpenter. Who knows? I was gonna say, who would you hire to do that? Yeah, like you got to come all the way up to the middle of the ocean. There's no wood. To like build it here, and so like bring it with you. Roshi's old, so who knows how long that house has been like built. Right. Like could have been, he said over 100 years old, so maybe it's over 100 years old, that house itself. I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, that's what we need. We need a, some backstory on this house. When I who want did he buy my Netflix? It from? Adaption of Kame's house being built. Yeah, come on. Netflix, where is that special? Pay for it and people will watch it. It'll be great. Actually, probably would. If you just did that, people would watch it and pay for it. Kamekris it because it's Dragon Ball. Coming to okay. Netflix. Okay, now you've got my interest. There we go. <laughs> you know what? Besides the house being iconic, we have our first theatrical Kamehameha here in Ooh, the movie with Roshi showing do. it off. Uh, and I think it's suitably awesome. I mean, he blows up a goddamn submarine. Yes, and yeah, how the massive size of the Kamehameha beam itself is. Oh yeah, they go all the, out. the way. The way it's it's shot too. It's just it just. Because in retrospect, Kamehameha is just one solid blue beam, mm-hmm. but they still managed to make it look super cool in this movie. Oh yeah, lots of great angles, uh, very killer lighting. It's all good. I mean, Roshi even you know buffs up to fire this giant blast. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first time that Goku sees it before. Then he mimics it and does it himself, but then I have the question, why don't Goku get buff when he shoots? He don't need to get buff. But he like, already buff inside. He's, his body made steel. But Roshi already strong. He's not no. always in well, buff no. mode. Maybe he only he needs to get buff mode to to fight. He doesn't when he's Jackie. Well, Chun. no, he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. So you know, from for all intents and purposes, you're seeing this, and you're like, that's part of the technique. And yet nobody else ever does that. It's so weird. Nah, man, it's it's old guy logic, man. You gotta because you gotta, to gotta make them imp, like really cool looking and important. Be like, oh, he well, can't just, just be like, unassuming. It's showing that he's bringing out some kind of superpower inside himself to. To launch this thing, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. You're, you're, you're thinking of with like twenty first century in your mind. You got to not think about that. I've got a lot of things in my noggin, man. It shows. It shows how much more impressive it is that Goku does it without getting Super Master Roshi buff, or maybe he never learned it properly because maybe it's just because he hasn't learned it in the fifty year span like Roshi did. I don't. I don't want to see Super Saiyan Grade Two Ultra Buff Goku. Where he's just as giant. A, as a child. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really saying that ch- I, that's something I want to see, but I'm like, why is that there? You know, if it's not part of the technique. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's cool. I'm just trying to logic this in a true, way. True, true. I've got to provide content. Content for the people, man. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you bring up a good point, so it does not really make sense in the grand scheme of techniques. <laughs> Thank but. you. Thank you. That's all I wanted was some some validation, someone to listen. <laughs> um, but speaking of content... There's some recycled content that I noticed, which is after he gets the Kinto wound and he's flying around is straight up just a shot from i believe the second opening of the anime you're talking about that like close-up of his face when it kind of pins like yeah, zooms yeah it's like into a, his face. a side profile thing yeah except it's it's actually done like it's reshaded to match the uh the sunset light right yeah which i mean i'm impressed that they went that far i mean yeah because if it was the anime they probably wouldn't have recolored it they would just keep everything the same tone <laughs> yeah color. they'd be like it's the same time of day whatever we can yeah. move on Um, but I was like, oh, hey, I noticed that. But you know what? That's, that's, when you've got good animation, you keep it, you use it, you, you, you do that. Yeah, they really went well. They went all out with the movie, like, which I really appreciate. Like, you can tell this is, like, the best animators they have. Oh, yeah. I I mean... You get the real feeling of Dragon Ball in this. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this is definitely not the, the one and only one. Like we said, there's 20 of these gosh darn things, and they did... You know, many more while Dragon Ball was going. But eventually, you know, they get to the the army, the big fights. We've got, you know, like I said, that dog fight. Anyway, we get to the the big climactic end and we find uh Gurume, uh And he's... I don't know, man. He's just hungry. He's just hangry. And like... <laughs> the, well, that's relatable. But that's all he's, he's just like, I want food. I eat Dragon Ball. He wants food at the cost of whatever it takes, which is not, not great. Right. I mean... We can't say that all villains in Dragon Ball have really great motivations, but like, <laughs> yeah, I think this is kind of weak for a for a big theatrical thing. But I mean, he gets like, so hungry that he like doubles in size and takes his clothes off. That's true. We do get naked time. He does get big when he shoot um his powers, which I I don't know It's just to get he's, big. he's he's yeah he's he's big punchy guy now. Right. Uh, but he's thoroughly dispatched pretty quickly when they realize, oh, he's, he ate the Dragon Balls. Let's toss our one in there. Yeah, the one we have left and we explode him <laughs> from the inside out. We summon Shenron from within him, which is, I think, genius. That's, that's a great way. Oh, we were watching, we're like, oh, they're in his stomach. They're going to summon him from the inside. And they're like, throw it in. Let's summon yeah. him from the inside. <laughs> I was like, damn. I mean, you already shot Goku in the head a few times. I guess we can go, you know. <laughs> we can get a little more grotesque. Right. They don't well, show it, though. They, they just show, like, the beam coming out of his mouth. His mouth gets real wide as the beam comes out, and then the mm-hmm. dragon shows up. We make our wish. Everything goes back to normal. And then Gurume comes out who is not a giant gross slug monster. Now he's just like a person. A tiny gross slug human. Right. He is not attractive. We'll say that. (laughs) Uh, But he is markedly different than he used to be. and uh, He's much more calmer and more rational and... Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then that's it. And then Goku goes off on more adventures and tune in to the anime, buy the manga, buy the figures, check out the video games coming out. I mean, that's, you know, it's a franchise. If you do the franchise in more than three ways, do you really own the franchise? Uh, can you really own a franchise? Okay, you're I mean, going a little too far, too deep for like me You can right own now. an Arby's franchise, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've got two of them. <laughs> Whoa, dude, hook me up. I want some you gotta think about it first yeah well what um overall what did you think of the movie doug i for a movie that just retold the same rehash story well i guess rehash to us because we've heard it a million times right they did a really good job on on it like no i loved it yeah no it's good i mean i it should definitely be more part of my rotation of movies to watch there's great comedy there's some good action good animation Mm -hmm. um all around comedy right exactly i wouldn't say if um well I guess let's do this. If this was a way to introduce somebody to Dragon Ball. Let's read. 100%. Okay. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned, I didn't think about it before, but now that you say that. Yeah, this is a good, like, bite-sized. Instead of having having them watch 13 episodes of the series, Mm -hmm. just have them watch this one movie. That'll gauge if they're interested in watching the show at all right yeah and then you can introduce them to you know something that's got a bit more meat on it like the anime like the manga where they can because it's not too different like we said from the original you know the the synopsis the um, plot points are relatively similar how they meet everyone yeah you're for sure it'll it'll just feel more fleshed out if you watch the anime or read the manga yeah you're definitely getting a full flavor sample here with this movie with everything that dragon ball has to offer other than Mm. You know, I think that Pilaf is a pretty good, interesting character as a villain. Yeah, he's definitely funny. Swap him out for for this villain because this villain's pretty boring. Right. So if you watch this as your first time thing, you're like, it was all right, but like, are all the bad guys this lame? No, they there's better ones. Sometimes yeah, they're this character. lame, but usually no. Like who? Uh, don't put me on the spot. I I'm, don't thinking like Gar- I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Garlic Jr. off the top of my head, but that's just another movie character as well right yeah i don't know sometimes it's just the world domination for world domination's sake yeah but when commander red does it it's for funny purposes that's true he just wants to be taller that's true um i don't know Cell, Cell's is just kind of like the <laughs> yeah. reverse of goku of i want to prove how strong i am but it's also all about murder. How you sell it though it's all about your charismaticness and that's all that true junk. i'm not saying i don't like Cell. i'm just saying motivation it's not that much right. there right um but yeah definitely a good way if you wanted to try jump in give it a try sorry we just thoroughly spoiled it for you but what are you tuning in for this anyway <laughs> how did you find us yeah exactly are we that popular are you is this in the future where we've got like a massive podcasting empire about dragon ball and you're like i gotta go check out the hits i gotta go see the roots where did this start then <laughs> i guess that's fine well welcome. that's fine well, welcome yes, from hello. the past hello future you <laughs> But uh, we got some more of the show that we got to do. But first, uh, I want to jump into an ad break, because not all of us are flushed with cash like Bulma and the rest of the capsule. You didn't invest in Dogecoin and GameStop when it was hot? Wow. Way to date the episode, man. Hey, this we're dating the episode. This is the best way to do it. I guess we can look look back in the times. Like, "When when did you start this podcast, guys? Oh, you know, back when Doge and GameStop was a thing. When everything was on fire. (laughs) <laughs> That's uh, it. anyway we'll be right back in just a minute so hey guess what we're back it's random Hello. trivia time trivia. Yeah, I'm going to see I'm going to test you, Doug. Oh no. I know. I've only got one question. It's a very short quiz, but unfortunately, it's pass fail because either you get it right and you pass or you get it wrong and you fail. <laughs> oh great. That's so the kind of quizzes I like. We're going to jump ahead far in the future in the Dragon Ball franchise, and I want to ask, do you know in what form uh or uh medium was the very first time jocko the girl the galactic patrolman we all know and love was given a voice i love jocko you know you sent me this question in an email but i looked at it and i'm like i'm not gonna i don't know and i didn't like bother to look into it to find out so now this is an actual legit trivia in what form of media was it yeah. was it like you make it sound like it's not just from when he appeared in super like it's a much more complex answer than that it is much more complex than that. Okay, I'll just first off say that I don't know, so I'm not trying to pretend like I know. Okay. <laughs> For complete transparency. So, yeah. you bring up Super, but also before Super, he was in Dragon Ball Z in... movie, Resurrection yeah, with... F. Yeah. But before that even, which that came out summer 2015 in Japan. Was he in a commercial? No. So, it's very strange. Uh, back in 2014... Shueisha, the you know publisher distributor for, um, Shonen no, Jump and, and everything, yeah, did what they called a uh, voiced comic, a vomic, which is a terrible oh. term, which was basically just it a really voiced is. version of the graphic novel. Uh, jaco the black galactic patrolman uh that had four different installments but what's even weirder is that the guy who plays him now natsuki Hanae, uh was not the voice actor for that Vomic. instead it was subasa yonaga so we also oh. have had two distinct voice actors yeah in i was Japan. wondering about that when yeah, I wasn't sure. Never mind. They're gone. <laughs> right. No, I mean, that's that's kind of all it is. It's, it's wild. We've got this new character who's introduced and is so recent, but we already have two actors. And I don't know the reason why there was a recast. I've never heard this comic well, version. They didn't think they'd actually have Jocko. They weren't sure if they were going to have Jocko appear in anime form at all, ever. Well, I mean, you just give that guy a call and be like, you busy on Tuesday? Come on in. Say two <laughs> lines. You're good. Because um, it was yeah, exactly. it was only a year beforehand, so it's kind of wild. Didn't, he didn't have to commit to anything longer than that, right? And the guy, um, Tsubasa Yonaga, has you know done plenty of other stuff. He's still around. Um, mostly that I can remember, he's done um, Nagisa from Free. Because of course I would know mm, characters would. in Free. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> I tried like, watching that show; it just wasn't for me. And that's fine, you know. Uh, different strokes for different folks, and that's funny because they swim, and those are called strokes. All right. And that's the end of this episode. That's the end. You know what? That's enough puns. <laughs> Wait, did you, did, so did you take a listen to this, bombic? I've never heard it, no. So I oh, definitely okay. want to give it a try to be like, what is OG Jocko like? I love Jocko. Like, just reading the manga before he was even going to appear anywhere. Oh, just yeah. Just the, the one volume that came out was, was amazing. No, we all fell in love. It was like, this is the breath of fresh air we always wanted. I just wish I could have been a fan that just stumbled upon Jocko without knowing its Dragon Ball connections, because there is absolutely almost no Dragon Ball Connections until the very end. Right. I mean, he, you know, Toriyama has done other spin-offs, or not spin-offs, but uh, one-offs mm-hmm. uh, of of things. And there's no Dragon Ball connection until the very end where you've been like, whoa, hold on. This is yeah. a prequel to Dragon like, Ball just just to read time. that last page and be like, wait, what? That's how Goku got on this planet? Like, that'd be that's amazing. Everyone should check out Jocko. Yeah, definitely do. You can pick it up in bookstores. You can read it uh, on Shonen Jump. There's plenty of places. Look it up. It's so good. Even if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, it's a prequel. It's its own standalone thing. It's a great comedy. Yep. Toriyama still has that kind of charm that, I don't know, he, he can make a joke funnier where others can't. Oh, yeah. It's still good. Still got it. Even, uh, I don't think there's any sexual abuse of 16-year-old minors in it, so. If you look hard enough, you might find some. Well, don't look for it, because that's (laughs) gross. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) anyway we can move on to our next bit which is uh audience questions uh which believe it or not this first episode oh what's this oh we've already got a listener question wow that's weird you must be listening question for real we do we have one it's for real we have one from a good friend of the show josie kame oh josie yeah hey josie how's it going Hope you're doing well. Who asks what are our opinions on the fight choreography in Dragon Ball Movie 1 uh compared to things later in the series like the 23rd Budokai or the Saiyan arc? Like does it feel more like Dragon Ball fighting and more like Z fighting or does it feel like something in between? Who she had she had to pick out 23rd Budokai were like shit it's or it's amazing the right. Piccolo versus Goku fight. Oh is it's 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 dang good but since i had to read the question now you have to answer what did you think of the fight choreography it has been a couple of days since we watched mm-hmm. but you know go well, for it. i mean i can definitely remember that there's none of that punch 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 where like they're just fists flying in the air just going directly at the person but you know super fast so you can't see what's happening mm-hmm. we're not at that point of the series yet so choreography, st- choreography wise it still looks amazing Oh like yeah. Like the, the Goku versus Yamcha fight with like the weapons and everything. Like that was super cool that there were weapons in that fight scene. Oh yeah. Something that we don't get very often. And yeah, there's we're not moving at Sonic uh speeds. You know, there right. is an after image thing, so we don't have too many giant blasts here. You know, there's a couple here and there, but in the fights, no, it's just all hand-to-hand kung fu type stuff. And it's really great, very dynamic. Um I would say much more exciting than Having, yeah, a whole bunch, mu- like eight fists rocketing out of a person's torso, which can be rad, but like eventually you're like, yeah, I get it. I've seen it. I know. Can you show me another thing instead? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would say definitely much more old school um, than stuff we get later on. And uh, it's a great question. Thank you, Josie. I know that it is, you're... It's drawn beautifully, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, you got that theatrical budget, that time to put together the... the like, f- go, like it shows Goku flipping and everything and just in slow-mo oh, yeah. and everything. And, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Excelente. excellente. Oh, the way he throws his noivo, like, over Yamcha's shoulder, then flips over him, catches it... And then and then extends it. Oh right yeah! while he's about to catch it to hit Yamcha right in the gut, it's, it's beautiful. There's some sweet moves in there, so I'm definitely mm. you know glad that uh, you know they had. Yeah, just because no, no one doesn't just just because no one goes Super Saiyan doesn't mean that nothing awesome is happening on the screen yeah. fighting wise. Definitely worth your time, even if you're not. You know, like I need more screaming and more auras and explosions. <laughs> yep, it's good. You know, enjoy it because we don't get it too often. Word. But anyway, I think that's that's going to close up our show. I uh, wanted to say thanks for listening to our inaugural episode. We look forward to doing future episodes. We're excited to hear anything you have to throw our way. Yeah, I was kind of... Uh hesitant about how this would go but I actually had a lot of fun with you here Randy talking well, dragon good, Ball. because I've trapped you here in the podcast dimension and we're gonna be doing this Did a I lot sign a audio contract that I wasn't aware of but you know and I asked you to be a co-host and you're like yeah let's <laughs> record that was a tacit endorsement of me asking you to do that that you're now roped in <laughs> I'm, I'm locked in so anytime I'm on a microphone and talking about Dragon Ball you're getting a phone call and you have to answer legally hey any any more any reasons for me to watch dragon Ball is fine by me exactly we'll have some more watch parties we'll talk about stuff and you know what it's just hanging out with friends and talking about you know aliens fighting what's better Base aliens yeah well if you want to talk to us about stuff you can reach out to us a few different ways we've got a twitter we're at we got a pod that's w-e-g-o-t-t-a-p-o-d um, same thing. If you want to email us, which would be cool is we got a pod at gmail.com. You can send us your questions. Tell us what you want to hear in future episodes. We're certainly more than happy to take suggestions for topics and, and other things from there. Uh, and I so, got to give you a shout out for coming up with that beautiful name. We got a podcast. <laughs> I think I've been I'll, sitting at it for a long time and it just as like, well, as that image that you drew for us, the, you uh, and me. Oh man, I'm, I've never been so honored to be drawn. In such a style or drawn at all. But you made it. you hit it out of the park, man. Oh, geez. Well, I didn't come here to be uh praised, but you know what? I'll take it. You know, it's nice. <laughs> Um, wanted to say thank you very much to Rifty Beats for letting us use his track, the Kakarot Rifty, theme. yes. Yeah. Uh, using Kakarot theme, uh, his lo-fi hip-hop trap remix. It is excellent, Go to his YouTube channel now and listen to his trap beats, because they're, oh, they're, they're amazing. There's so many good stuff, uh, there. It's of got all a, different like, kinds of anime, not just Dragon Ball type trap, but, like, Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, everything. Yep, if you're a fan of something nerdy, he's probably got a beat on it, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to... Any sponsor we had during that ad break, hopefully there's something there because you know <laughs> it takes time out of our days to do these and to get paid for it. That's it's pretty nice. Um, That'd be sick, Doug. You got anything you want to plug? What's what you got going on? Stuff that you want to tell the people about? Uh, right now, my YouTube channel is drabaz Doug, and I'm I'm just an A and creator, so I've got A and turning out there once well, once a year maybe. Nice. Well, they're always great. I mean, that's probably why I reached out to you. It's been so long. <laughs> Pretty sure it was like, dude, sick videos. You're a rad dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. I don't really have too much to plug. I guess if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Saber underscore Breaker. Uh, I talk about a lot of nerdy stuff. Probably too much politics shit. But then also I draw and I throw stuff on there. So you can you can check it out there. But that's it. You know, thank you for stopping by for the inaugural episode of We Got a Pod. We're looking forward to do more. Doug, say goodbye to the folks at home. Bye, folks at home. Right. Love you. Check you later.